Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Monday, July 30th, 2018, broadcasting from the Beantown USA studio. Beantown USA is Boston's home for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownusa.com. Today's show is presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PIC, P-I-C, at DraftKings. There are no commitments whatsoever. Pick your sport, draft the lineup, and win cash prizes. And you can swing for the fences with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Baseball. Put in a classic lineup and pick 10 players while staying under the salary cap. Or you can play in the single-game showdown by creating a team from only one game. Or you can play in the no-salary format. I know a lot of people like this. You only pick six players. It's simple. And again, you do not have to commit to an entire baseball season. So sign up right now and play for free with your first deposit by using promo code PICK. P-I-C at DraftKings.com. Welcome to the show on this Monday, July 30th. Producer Pete, what's happening? How was your weekend? What's up, Pick? How are you? I'm good. Your weekend was... My weekend was... Successful yeah, very, once again. Very successful. I'm glad you had a, another successful weekend. I, all weekend, you, all I did was edit the newest episode of my new YouTube video game series called Pick Up Your Sticks. And Pete, you joined me to play... A retro arcade game we played, WWF WrestleFest. If you remember the old school arcade games, and if you remember the old school WWF arcade games, then this one's going to bring you back. So subscribe to my YouTube channel right now, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. That's youtube.com slash Danny Picard. Subscribe, hit the notifications button, like the videos. But uh, Pete, you joined me for an episode, and uh, we had a blast playing that game. And I got another special guest coming in studio this week to record an episode of Pick Up Your Sticks, in which we will play another retro game. Uh, and it is a professional athlete coming in. So, again, another reason for you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. But all weekend, I edited that video and I pumped that video out on YouTube while you <laughs> were winning another street hockey yeah, tournament. Yeah, man. You had a hot hand right now. So how <laughs> many street hockey tournaments in a row... Is this that you this won? Is, this is three weekends in a row. You in won row. the Southie three, three. three on three. The Dot Pot. The Dot Pot here in Dorchester. And then recently this weekend, the Fallon three on three, which, is, Fallon, in Ro- which is in Roslindale. Roslindale. Yeah. I know. All right. It's pretty amazing. And next weekend, you're playing in the Kitchen Cup and, in Charlestown. And we got a good team going to that one, too. So same team? This one's different. With We have one, one same kid, Sean McDonough. He's been on all three so far. He's, he's coming with me. We're teaming up with... Uh, couple of salty guys. Wow, that's... Sean, that's a plug. Sean, that is a plug. He held the camera for us one time. He did, he did. When we were recording an episode of 363 Off the Air. So that's another plug for him. I'm glad he's helping you win street hockey tournaments. Has anybody ran the gauntlet like that four weekends in a row and won all four? I don't even know if anybody's done it three in a row. I don't know if it's... First of all, four consecutive weekends. I don't know that these tournaments have ever been four consecutive weekends. Yeah, lined up that way. I don't know. Lined up like that. I know that in the past, some week, some tournaments have been the same weekend, so people wouldn't be able to play yeah, in both true, at the same time. Have. So this is kind of, uh, yeah, this is the year where it all comes together. And then there's so. another tournament in Eastie. Have the they had that? The weekend after. I never played oh, that one either. It's the weekend yeah. after. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have five straight weekends. So you might, if you can win the Kitchen Cup. This is going to be the, the toughest test. This for sure. is the toughest Absolutely, one. yeah. Which, but it's going to be the funnest, I think, because obviously we go in there, 
winning the past three, we're going to be up against it. People are going to be you know, obviously hating us, wanting yeah, us I, to lose. I mean, it gets chippy I'm over there too. I'm so. hating you for for winning all these tournaments. The one why year is that? that you, why the is one that? Year you get rid of me. It's like you know, I get a lot of chirps about that. All of a sudden, it's yeah. like trophies and money and yeah. championships and victories, and and I'm sitting here losing at life, basically uh, behind the scenes, but. Um, so part of me does hate you for all this, but no, seriously, I, I wish you the best of luck in the kitchen cup. And then if you do win that, I wish you the best yeah. of luck in the street. I'm sure you do. In Eastie. I'm sure you wish us the best of luck. <laughs> the following, yeah. the following weekend. But, um, also over the weekend, the new England Patriots continue training camp Pete. And we have a couple of audio clips, which I think are pretty interesting. First, I got to get something out of the way. Do and, and now, I've been guilty of this in the past because I have covered several training camps. Because I used to be a reporter. I guess you could call me a beat writer for Comcast Sportsnet New England's website, csne.com, which is now nbcsports.com slash Boston. They make it a little bit more difficult for you now to find the fucking website. But, I, I mean, I don't care because they laid me off back in 2013. <laughs> And just replace me real quick with all the same things that I was doing. And then some. But anyways, um, I'm guilty of being somebody that had to go down to training camp and give the play-by-play of everything that goes on during training camp. Whether it's seven-on-sevens. Whether it's even just the quarterbacks standing back at the 20-yard line and trying to drop a ball into a fucking garbage barrel that sits (laughs) at the back of the end zone. I've been guilty of having to do the blogs and the tweets And the play-by-play on Twitter. But I will say this. And I even kind of felt this way when I was doing it. But I feel this way even more now in 2018 as I log on to Twitter to see something that's going to be worth my while. There's something that's of value to me that I can learn from and care about on Twitter. And, And I can tell you that right now in 2018, um, there is nothing. There is nothing. Worse than NFL training camp play-by-play tweets. Like, there is nothing worse than that. Like, oh, Stephon Gilmore just broke up a play at the 15-yard line as Tom Brady tried to uh, find Gronk on, a, on an out route to the right side. Like, who gives this shit? It's training camp. It's a practice in July. I don't care about that. Get me to the regular season. But, like, that's it. I gave you an example of actually a good... Like, one of the better ones. Like, there are some really bad ones. Like, you're talking about second-string guys, backups, who show hustle. Like, I don't, you don't need to tweet that. I don't, I, I get it. You're there. You're covering the, the training camp. Awesome. I did it, too. Um, I'm not trying to tell you I did it well. I'm just trying to tell you I had to do it. And I know you might be, you know, maybe thinking you're doing your job with all the tweets. I don't know. I, with tweets... Is that your job? Do you get paid per tweet? Does anybody out there get paid per tweet for t- at training camp? I don't think so. It's the worst thing on Twitter. Is NFL training camp play-by-play tweets? Well, actually, I shouldn't say the worst thing. On, that's the worst thing. The worst thing on Twitter, and I'll get to this in a few minutes, but I also tweeted it out over the weekend. The worst thing on Twitter is the flip-flopping that I see with Jackie Bradley Jr. It's the wor- That's the worst thing on Twitter. The flip-flopping that goes along. Oh, one minute Jackie Bradley's the best center fielder in Red Sox history. The next minute, oh, you shouldn't have even have him in the lineup because he can't hit. It's like, what one is it? What one is it? 
It can't be middle ground. You can't accept the fact that maybe he should be a number nine hitter and he's an unbelievable defensive center fielder and you should probably keep him in the lineup even though his offense isn't that good. You know? Um, what is it? I mean, I'm a, I'm a Jackie Bradley Jr. guy because of his defense. If you want to stick him in the eight or the nine spot in the lineup, even if he's hitting 215 like he is now, I'm fine with it because of the way he plays defense. Don't tell me that his defense is not valuable. You see the catch he made the other day. Uh, don't tell me that's not valuable. Ask any pitcher on that team if they want Jackie Bradley Jr. in the lineup, and they will tell you, absolutely, we do. And they might riot if if, if the Red Sox ever chose to not play him uh, for a consistent stretch just because he couldn't hit. I, I am a pitching-first guy. And if you listen to what the pitchers have to say, I guarantee you they will tell you they want Jackie Bradley Jr. in that lineup in center field every single night. But, I mean, the flip-flop and that goes on with Jackie Bradley Jr. is just insane. Uh, So that's the worst thing on Twitter. The second worst thing is NFL training camp play-by-play. I don't care. I really don't. There was something that I did kind of care about at training camp, though, and... It's press conference related, or media related, I guess. Tom Brady walked away from his media session over the weekend. One of his media sessions. I don't know. Was it his only one? I don't know. But he walked away from it because of a question that he didn't like. Now, the question came from Ben Vaughn of the Boston Globe. Uh, The question was about Julian Edelman's PED suspension in which Julian Edelman tested positive for PEDs. He will serve a four-game suspension to to begin this upcoming season. He appealed it, but that appeal was denied, and he will serve four games. Uh, You know, it should be noted that it's more games than some people who have done a lot worse stuff. So, you always need to point that out. But it is a four-game suspension because he tested positive for PEDs, and... Last time I checked, Julian Edelman was doing stuff with Alex Guerrero. So I don't think the question is ridiculous. I don't. I don't think the question's ridiculous. I actually think it's a good question. I don't know. I couldn't tell you the last time I said that about Ben Volan, but it's a good question. Um, I think this is a very fair question. I think this is a question that Tom Brady could have reacted a whole lot better to. He could have. Here's the question, and then here's Tom Brady's answer as he quickly walks out of the media session. Here's Ben Volan and then Tom Brady. Tom, when Julian uh, tested positive, a lot of people connected it to Alex Guerrero. Just what's your reaction to that? Do you think it's fair? I have no comment. That's just ridiculous. Tom. I'm out. See you guys. I have no comment. That's just ridiculous. That's what he said. I have no comment. That's just ridiculous. He sounds like... He sounds like... A 14-year-old girl that just got caught lying. That's like the reaction I had to it. Like He sounds like a 14-year-old girl that just got caught in a vicious lie. The way he reacted to that. Like, the people who lie in life are the people who are like, Oh, that is... You can't... No, that's ridiculous. I'm out. See ya. Like... (laughs) <laughs> like, he can't even develop an answer to it, so he, he has is, to leave? He's reacting to it 
as if like he knows something shady is going on at the TB12 Center. That's that, just ridiculous. That, that that's ridiculous. How could you say such a thing? I am out. See you guys. Picks up his helmet, storms off. Taking my helmet and going home. He could have answered that a lot better, right? Right? I mean, he could have he could have gone into a a defense of Alex Guerrero. Now, I know maybe in the process he would be maybe knocking Julian Edelman, but this is the bed that Julian Edelman made when he decided to take when he decided to take whatever he took. And I, you know what? Let's play the Julian Edelman part too because this mixes in with it. Julian Edelman also spoke over the weekend uh, at training camp, and I guess apologizes once again for for testing positive or taking a PED. He, it's funny how he, he twists it though. He twists it into like he wants you to feel bad for him because uh, he missed last season with the knee injury. But here's Julian Edelman apologizing for testing positive for PEDs. Obviously, you're disappointed with it, but um, you know, I gotta, you know, I, I gotta follow the protocols a little better and make sure this never happens again. Um, and you know, I'm accountable for my actions, and ultimately. My focus now is is getting my knee right. All right and, pause it right there. Pause, pause, pause it right there. Pause it right there. Pause it right there. Oh, you got to pause. He see. Here's the problem with with that statement. For, I'll get to the second part of that. We'll play the second part of that in, in a minute. But the problem with that say, statement, when he says, "I need to hold myself accountable." I I just I just hope people out there know that when anyone any professional athlete takes a performance enhancing drug. You know, they don't just get it off of Joe Schmo walking down the streets like, hey, uh, Julian, I, I get this. I know I never met you before, but I get this stuff. It's really going to help you out. You know, you'll get the uh, the perpetual pumps in after you take this stuff. <laughs> like, uh, you want to you know, jump on this real quick? Yeah, you just mix it into your chocolate milk in the morning and uh, you'll feel real good. You know, you'll have 15% gains. Yeah. Like, no, that's not how it happens. So, for Julian Edelman to say, Julian Edelman is basically, you know, falling on the on the sword here because he's saying, oh, I'm accountable for everything that goes in my body. I mean, you are and you aren't. You know, you obviously have to make the final decision. Am I going to put this deer antler spray under my tongue? Am I going to take this? <laughs> A deer this, spray. This, <laughs> am I going to inject this Delta II into my ass? Am I going to pop this pill that you know, is basically going to have this time-release formula that's going to give me the the type of testosterone pumps that'll make me get those 10% gains. I mean... No, these are calculated substances that they're giving them. These are calculated yeah, scientifically. But, but like, at the end of the day, he is the one, whatever he's doing, he's the one that needs to make that final decision. But somebody, like you said, Pete, is... Like, this is... This is well... Yeah. They, this is talked about... This is described. It's not him, him researching something. Be like, oh, no, maybe this. No, somebody is yeah. giving him this. Somebody has researched it. Somebody has mixed things together, and 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 well, it's been used before. And, That's the whole point. They've and, done it before because why else would he take it? And, but they've said to him like, here, here's what's going on. Like somebody who knows about this stuff that he trusts gave this to him right. with some type of knowledge with the substance, whatever the substance was. This wasn't just some guy walking down the street, handed him a package, and Julian Edelman was like, yeah, I'll decide to take it. Like, Edelman had advice from someone. Here's what you should take. Here's how you take it. Here's what it's going to do for you. Here's how you won't get caught. It's undetectable. Like, like mm-hmm. 
And this is somebody that knows what they're talking about. And because, again, the, the positive test was a, a substance that did not get detected. Like, like it, it was an unrecognizable substance. I guess it got detected. It just, whatever the substance was, it was unrecognizable. So in a way, it didn't get detected. Um, but it was still bad. Well, <laughs> I think they know it's not good. Yeah. I mean, as much as people think the NFL only has a list of things you can't take, I'm pretty sure they also have a list of things you can take. Chances are, if it's not on the list of things you can take, then it's probably something you can't take. And, you know, there's always somebody that's in a lab somewhere trying to mix something together that goes undetected or is detected as unrecognizable. But either way, Julian Edelman... He's saying, you know, I'm accountable. Well, in a way he is, but also he's not really because somebody's given him this stuff. And when you work with somebody like Alex Guerrero, I'm not saying Alex Guerrero's up at the TV 12 center giving stuff to Julian Edelman, but I've gone on this rant before. You watch that Al Jazeera report on doping in sports, and it's never the guy that's working directly with the player who's giving him the stuff, he's sending the player to somebody else that he knows who might then send him to somebody else that he knows. But they're connected in a way. Like, so this brings us back to Tom Brady. For the question to be asked to Brady, well, you know, Alex Guerrero, you know, he, he's... He actually, can we play the question? I don't want to do... I, I want to do the question... Justice, because I do think it's a fair question. I think it's a good question. And I think Tom Brady's reaction was was ridiculous. So let's get that again, Pete, if you have it. You ben, want Brady? Yeah, I want the Ben Volan question okay. first, and then Brady's answer, gotcha. if you got it. Tom, when Julian uh, tested positive, a lot of people connected it to Alex Guerrero. Just what's your reaction to that? Do you think it's fair? I have no comment. That's yeah, just ridiculous. Tom. I'm out. What? See you guys. Why is it ridiculous? <laughs> what? I don't. I don't understand, Pete. I don't understand. I'm missing something, and I don't mean to make this like, you know, I'm coming down hard on the TB12 center today. But I just, it's not ridiculous. It's he, not ridiculous. You got to think he should be prepared for that question, right? Yeah. He's such a big Guerrero guy, so. I mean, Edelman's a Guerrero guy. <laughs> Brady's a Guerrero guy. Guerrero's been in the news. There's Patriots drama. A guy that works with Guerrero and works with you got. He, he got busted. He tested positive. How's that question ridiculous? The, the response is ridiculous to me where I sit back, Pete, and I go, holy shit, is he hiding something? Like, like there's got to be a better response to that. I'm shocked that he responded this way. He responded like a 14-year-old girl that just got caught doing something bad. That's how he responded. Like a caught in a lie. People who lie, that's how they react. People who get caught in a lie, that's how they react. Oh, this is ridiculous. I'm out. I'll see you. Man, that is an awful way. That's an awful look for Tom Brady. Tom Brady's at it. If you ask me, this has been the worst offseason from a public relations standpoint. And I am one of the biggest Tom Brady fans out there. He is the greatest quarterback of all time. Nobody is better than Tom Brady. And this is coming from somebody who originally was a Drew Bledsoe guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Drew Bledsoe guy. That's not to say I stopped being a Drew Bledsoe guy. Because I think if you were a Drew Bledsoe guy like me at the beginning, then I think when you see this past offseason from Tom Brady and off the field stuff, you, 
you start to like Drew Bledsoe again. <laughs> Drew Bledsoe's the man. I'm not talking about the on-field anymore, Pete. Obviously, Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. But you talking about the wine enthusiast, Drew, Drew Bledsoe, Bledsoe, not the the coolest cat. He is a cool cat in the league. Even his composure at all times. Oh, he's the man. He's like, there's always like ice in his veins. Oh, he's the, he's the best. What's the line at, at the Super Bowl? The first one they won against the Rams, 2001, 2002. What what's the what's the line in that America's Game documentary where you know they're driving down the field and and. Charlie Weiss, you know, he's telling Tom Brady, like, you know, let's, yeah, let's, let's take this thing to, let's take this thing to overtime, right? Let's run this thing out. And Drew Bledsoe steps in front of him as Brady's about to get on the field. Drew Bledsoe has got the headset. Now he's the backup. Make the argument he should be the starter in that game because he came into the AFC Championship when Brady got hurt and he slung it to the back of the end zone to David Patton and threw the hands up. It was like, oh, you want to go to the Super Bowl again? Okay. <laughs> But anyways, Drew Bledsoe's on the sideline headset, and he's like, he steps in front of, you know, Charlie Weiss, steps back off the sideline, um, probably eating a hot dog or something back there, and and he steps in front of him, and he goes, fuck that. Go out there and sling it. <laughs> and, and, and they tell that story, and that's Drew Bledsoe to a T. Like, that's the cool cat, coolest cat in the league, Drew Bledsoe. Tom Brady, right now, is not acting like the coolest cat in the league off the field. This offseason, he's acting like an absolute fucking weirdo. And as much as I love the guy for his football abilities, man, there is something about him not being able to eat a strawberry that just drives me nuts. Did you be, I don't know. I if didn't you see were, that. You, you were talking about it. You I didn't see Google that. You gotta Google that. I gotta see that. He's on late night with Colbert, and I know I've talked about this many times, but I, I can't get over it. The guy has a 400 page cookbook on how to eat healthy. Stephen Colbert gives him a strawberry. And he eats it, and again, you would have thought Colbert put dog shit on a spoon. <laughs> it's, it's utterly insane. I've never seen anything like this from a guy who cares so much about his health, who has a cookbook on how to eat, a, how to eat healthy, how to live a healthy life. Oh, that's the, that's the episode where he chugs the beer. Yeah, he chugs the beer, that was which is impressive. also shady because you can see a, a last-second switcheroo with the beers from Colbert. It's like... Is he giving him the non-alcoholic O'Douls? Did he just give Brady the O'Douls? I don't know. It's still, still impressive to chug that amount of fluid. Um, you know, there's just something about Tom Brady and, and and what's going on off the field with him. They, and and then he's he's doing this press conference, and he says, "I'm not going to comment. This is that's ridiculous. How is it ridiculous? It's not ridiculous. The only ridiculous thing about that media session." was the way Brady responded. It's the only ridiculous thing. Because here's how he should have answered it. They asked the question, which is a fair question. You know, you're going to get it. Brady should have said, look, guys, you know, I think that when it comes to how I work with Alex Guerrero, I know that he is the best at what he does. And what he does is keep somebody like me at the age of 40 years old on the field with pliability. You know, you go check out the, the TB12 center update. You can go walk in at any point in time. You can talk to anybody who you, anyone you want. You know, go check it out for yourself. Like, I know you guys are trying to connect the dots on this, but the bottom line is, you know, you're going to have to talk to, to Julian about that. One. Two, when it comes to Alex Guerrero and you're asking me about Alex Guerrero, what I know about Alex Guerrero is that I will support him to the day 
that I die because he is the best at what he does. And I am the reigning, defending NFL MVP. And I owe a lot of that to him. And he always does it the right way. Okay? So if you got any more questions about it, I think you guys should go up. It's right up the hill. You know, you can go get a coffee. You can go get a a burrito at Chipotle. You could do whatever you want first. Then go see Guerrero. You know, go in there, ask some questions, check it out, get a workout in. I know you you guys probably haven't done an exercise in a while out here. I can see by looking and smelling you, looking at you and smelling you all out here on this 90 degree day. But go go get a workout. You know, go go some pliability. Go, go go check that out. Check out what people are doing up there. And then come ask me. Come ask me if you think it's fair to question Alex Guerrero. Thanks, guys. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> great answer. Is that not a good answer? That's a great answer. I, I mean, I think the Chipotle plug is would be key. Whatever, you know, whatever sponsor he wants to throw in there, he can mix and match that out. But what's wrong with that? Like, what's wrong with defending Guerrero? Again, makes it sound like something else, something's wrong with the whole situation. So, I thought it was a bad look for Tom Brady. I did. I thought it was a bad look. Was it a bad look, Pete? I'm not overreacting to it? No, you're not overreacting. Bad look. So, uh, then he got Edelman. I told you I played the second half of the Edelman stuff. Pete, let's get to Edelman again. Because he apologizes for the PEDs. Kind of falls on the sword, which it isn't just... You know, he's... Yeah, obviously, when you're the one doing, putting stuff in your body, you have the final say. They're not holding you down, tying you down, and forcing this stuff on you. So you have to hold yourself accountable in a way, but but you're not the only one, right? So falls on the sword a little bit, but then wants us to feel bad for him. Here's here's, here's the entire clip of Julian Edelman. You want from the beginning? From the beginning. Julian Edelman at training camp over the weekend. Obviously, you're disappointed with it, but... um... You know, I gotta, you know, I, I gotta follow the protocols a little better and make sure this never happens again. Um, and you know, I'm accountable for my actions. And ultimately, my focus now is is getting my knee right and and, and going out and trying to play football at a high level. Um, you know, like I keep on saying, guys, it's been <laughs> it was a hell of a year to just sit and watch your team go to a Super Bowl and play without you and. You're on the couch, and you know it, it was it was tough, but you know I'm I'm excited to be out here, and I'm excited to work my game. Look, I, we don't need the sympathy. I, I know what he's trying to do. Like he's in a tough spot. He's got to answer tough questions, and he wants us to. Then he wants us, but he wants us to mix in. Well, you guys should also feel bad for me because I missed all of last season. I mean, you know, the Patriot fan in me wishes he was on the field. Last season, for sure. And can't wait till he gets back on the field this year. But, I mean, I could do without the sympathy stuff at the end of the uh, performance-enhancing drug answer. That's that's what we had over the weekend at training camp. Had a lot of annoying training camp play-by-play tweets. Hey, the video of Brady eating the strawberry is classic. Have you, you, you just, just watched watch, watch Brady eating the strawberry. His face eating the strawberry is insane. If I went on Photoshop, which I'm obviously improving at, as you can tell with the... <laughs> You know, Photoshop and Adobe Premiere with my YouTube video game series. I could probably now crop out the strawberry and put a piece of 
<laughs> dog shit. Puppy shit. <laughs> and you would not, you would actually think that's what he ate based on the face that he makes. Oh, my. He like shakes Eating. his head like he just literally sniffed a, yeah, something's a bad up there. Something's up there. That is a tough look to be eat, you're trying to eat a strawberry on national TV and you can't do it. It's a strawberry. And yet you're a health freak. I don't. It, I mean, the, the strawberries have like a crazy taste in them. I don't know. You they're eat the most, them? They're, no, they're the most basic fruit going. Yeah, like it's fruit. I, I, I don't get it. I I'm baffled. I'm baffled too. Like maybe if it was like a lemon, and he was like trying to eat a piece of a lemon. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and it's like sour. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's tiger. like what his face was like. He was like, holy shit. That's tough. That is a tough look for Tom Brady. It it was it was a. It's been a tough offseason for the guy, in my opinion. And I'm a Tom Brady fan. I'm one of his biggest fans. I'll be right there day one. Go, Tom. Let's go. Reigning, defending NFL MVP. Patriots, the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Let's do it. Tickets to the Super Bowl already. We got Yeah, them. we're going to Atlanta. We got the uh, plane tickets. You know, we're, no, I, I thought we were driving. Oh, we're going to drive no, now? I, th- I thought we were driving. <laughs> you know what? That wouldn't be a bad road probably, trip. It's, it's probably a lot cheaper. We've got to load up the car with all the equipment because we we're going to Radio Row, right? We could stop. I mean, we're, we could stop in a couple places and record. Some special podcasts. I mean, what else is going on that time of year? Maybe we could, maybe this, I don't know, a basketball game, a hockey game we could catch. There we go. One of each. Let's do it. Take the show on the road for a week and a half, two weeks. Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta, Sunday, February 3rd. I would put my money on the Patriots being there. And if that is the case, I would also put my money on us taking the show down there and somehow crashing Radio Row. Or maybe we'll just create Podcastro. I don't know. Is that can we do that? We'll see. We'll figure it out. Anyways, uh, moving on from the NFL uh, to Major League Baseball, the trade deadline is tomorrow, Tuesday, July thirty first. The non waiver trade deadline. You can still have trades made after that up until I believe it's September first. But between August first and September first. In order to be traded, you got to clear waivers, or be you could be claimed off of waivers and acquired that way. But it's a lot more complicated because other teams can get involved, step in, and they can block somebody. But trades can still be made. But the non-waiver trade deadline, which is really the biggest trade deadline in Major League Baseball, is tomorrow, Tuesday, July 31st. We've already had a good amount of trades. Some trades over the weekend. Jay Happ was traded to the Yankees. Just a couple days after the Yankees acquired Zach Britton. Uh, And of course, you know, the Red Sox acquired Nathan Evaldi, who made his Red Sox debut on Sunday. And that was yesterday. A 3-0 win for the Red Sox over the Twins. A great debut for Evaldi. Seven innings, four hits, no runs, no walks, five strikeouts, 82 pitches. Doesn't get much better than that. And uh, so we've already seen, I mean, that's a good amount of moves Pete within the AL East, right? I mean you talk about Britain, right? Hap, right? Hap came from the oh, yeah. from the Blue Jays. Um Evaldi came from Tampa Bay. Right? So you got Britain from the Orioles. I mean, that's a good amount of AL East moves. Will we see more? I don't know. The Milwaukee Brewers get Mustakas. Uh you got the Cubs trading for Cole Hamels. Now Hamels not having a good season, however this may be the move to reignite Cole Hamill's fire a little bit. And and that could end up being a huge get for the 
Chicago Cubs. So keep an eye on that. But that's what we had over the weekend. Whatever trades go down between now and tomorrow on July 31st, I will react to it on Thursday's podcast. As for the Red Sox, what else should they do? What else can they do? I don't know. I mean, with Rafael Devis now back on DL, people are saying maybe it's Adrian Beltre you could go target and bring him back. All right. Well, my, I mean, my question to you would then be, what, if Devis gets back, which I think he will, it's not like he's out for the season. What are you doing with Devis? Because last time I checked, last postseason, Devis was your best player. Him and Hanley Ramirez. And you don't have Hanley Ramirez anymore. So, I kind of want Devis in the lineup if he's ready to go. People will say, well, it's an if. I mean, again, it's not a season-ending injury, is it? So, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't think I'd make that move for Beltre, to be honest with you. I think I would still target maybe a reliever at this point. You get your starter in Evaldi. I think I would target a reliever if I'm the Red Sox. And I think that's maybe what we could see from them. But whatever does happen, I'll react to it on Thursday's podcast. Over the weekend, speaking of baseball, we had the 2018 Hall of Fame class officially inducted in Cooperstown. Chipper Jones, Vlad Guerrero, Jim Tomey, and Trevor Hoffman. And this coming weekend, this Saturday, I think it's, what, August 3rd maybe? This Saturday, the Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony will take place in Canton. And, uh... I guess not surprisingly, Terrell Owens is going to decide he doesn't want to go. So, And he's one of the headliners. Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, Ray Lewis, just to name a few. Those guys are really, I think you got Brian Dawkins in there too. But Owens, Moss, Lewis, Dawkins, those guys are headlining this. And Terrell Owens, Pete, Terrell Owens is saying he doesn't want to go. He's not going. He's not going. He's not going. What a dickhead. He is going to, well, is he a dickhead or is he a jerk off? I consider him a jerk-off. Like, I think Terrell Owens, if I'm going to categorize him in any way, I think he is... I I mean, he could quite possibly be the biggest jerk-off in the history of professional sports. Terrell the, Owens. The history? In the history Holy shit. of professional sports. So why isn't he a... What's the difference between a dickhead and a jerk-off? Uh, <laughs> what is the difference? I, I A dickhead's more like... A dickhead's more mean. You're more mean spirited. I don't know that Terrell Owens is mean spirited. Like I think he's just a clown. Yeah. Like a clueless ass clown, jerk off. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> a dickhead is more like you're mean spirited. You're a mean spirited like, dickhead. You probably have four troll accounts on Twitter. Um. You're probably anonymously in message boards hating on other people. Um, like, you probably steal money from charities. You're a dickhead. If you're a jerk-off, you're one of the best football players of all time. You like to do over-the-top celebrations. You make everything really about yourself. Look at me, look at me. And... You finally get inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and you say, you know what? I'm not showing up. You're a jerk-off. <laughs> Terrell Owens is... Thank you for the clarification. Th- th- <laughs> I, this is the first time I've, I've thought of that, actually. It's, it's, there's a difference. 
Want to do picks? Picks? <laughs> Biggest jerk-offs in the history of professional sports. Jerk-offs. Not dickheads. Not dickheads. Biggest jerk-offs. Terrell Owens is number one on my list. How are you not going to show up for this? Like, I guess he's doing a speech. What? At his, co- at his college? Or something? I don't even know. But what? It doesn't matter. You, it doesn't matter. You, you could be doing this speech down, you know, at, at the Boys and Girls Club. And people could be like, oh, well, he's, you know, he's doing it for the kids. No, forget about that. Forget about the kids for a minute. Go to the enshrinement ceremony in Canton. And then go, you know, go do a speech for the kids after. Like, there's no other place Terrell Owens should be on Saturday. Is it Saturday or Sunday? I think it's don't because we have a football game too this weekend, right? The Hall of Fame game. The Hall game. of Fame game, yeah. So whatever day, it's this weekend. Terrell Owens should only be one place. Canton. The fact that he's choosing not to go, and you can give whatever reason you want. Is he, he's playing in the CFL, or he wants to try to come back in the NFL. You're a jerk-off. You're 45 years old. You, you're finally getting into the Hall of Fame, and you're like, nah. I, I still want to play in the NFL. You, what what a jerk-off. Num, Pete, number one. There's no bigger jerk-off in the history of sports than Terrell wow. Owens. He's number one. Wow. Um, it's a bold statement. Number two? <laughs> do you have a list? I got a list. You yeah, do? I got, I got a list. Whew. Got a list. Number two, Draymond Green. All right, I like that one. I think he's a jerk off. Yeah. I think that I don't I think even think I need to explain that, that. The way he reacts to things on the court, I he's number two. Number three? It's painful to watch, though. Number three. Mind. Yes. And I, I know I'm probably missing some. I'm, we threw this together last. This is like last second. Let's do it. Um, John Rocca. John Rocca. That's a good one. Is he? You know what? He could be a dickhead, though. He's a dickhead, too. He's a dickhead and a jerk yes, off. Absolutely. All in one. All wrapped up into one asshole. Yeah. <laughs> John Rocca, that's a good one. Dickhead plus jerk off equals asshole. Uh, it, there you go. There you go. Um, you said it, not me. <laughs> Brian Wilson, remember him? Yes. Jerk off the beard. I don't. I don't know if he's mean spirited. So, like when you have to die, dickhead. when you have to dye your beard to to seem intimidating, you're a jerk off. He. Was just over-the-top clownish. You're a jerk-off. Brian Wilson, jerk-off. This one's actually yours. We quickly did this I before. didn't think you put together the list, though, but yes. Go ahead. This one's, your, this one's yours. Because we were like, it's got to be somebody gotta... like, we got a football player, we got a basketball player. I know there's others that we're... I, and, you know, some people will... Do, like, people will do the obvious, like, oh, LeBron James is a jerk-off. And I'm like, nah. I, you know why I don't think so, Pete? I'm not putting him on here on this list. Is because one, he's arguably the greatest of all time. Uh, that's, I mean, but two, it's really because I'm not putting him on this list because I think a lot of stuff LeBron does is with the awareness that it's gonna get blown out of proportion by the media, and I think he gets a chuckle out of it. I do. I think he trolls the media. I do. I think he does. I think he knows exactly the type of reaction he's gonna get. I think his stuff is well calculated to the point where he is aware of the publicity, the drama, the just the the crazy 
fake news media. Is that what you want to call it? And I think he gets a kick out of it. And I don't, I think he trolls the media. So I'm not necessarily sure he's that much of a jerk off. I don't think he, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I just don't think he is. I think he's a troll. Like Terrell Owens, he's not trolling anybody. He's a true life, top of the line, first class jerk off. Uh, but this one's yours. So I'll let you dish it out. Sean Avery. Sean Avery. Sean Avery. And I'm in agreement. Dickhead. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Jerk off. Jerk off. My bad. Right? Yeah, uh, my not, bad. I don't know if he's mean-spirited. I don't, you don't know. But I know he's a jerk off. I know he's a clown. Yeah, he's a clown. It's easier to, to find out if somebody's a jerk off rather than a dickhead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Sean. You're not a dickhead, yeah. but you are a jerk off. Yeah. And you have made the list of picks, picks, top five jerk offs in professional sports. Uh, we, I guess we're going in the history of Terrell Owens, Draymond Green, John Rocca, Brian Wilson, and Sean Avery. Top five jerk-offs. Nice. That's picks, picks. On this. Any honorable mentions in there? Uh, yeah, I do have an honorable mention. You do? Uh, we were going to put him on the list. This one, we were going to put him on actually top three of biggest jerk-offs in professional sports history. Uh, but we did not put him on the list because we do not want to get brutally murdered by him. Correct. That's Ray Lewis. Yes. So, we were going to put him on the list. We decided not to because we would rather continue this life of ours. Yeah, I got a big tournament next week. And weekend. not get murdered yes. by him. So, uh, Ray Lewis, you are not on the list. We did You're not, free. You're not, free to go. <laughs> you are free in many in many ways. You are, you are free to walk away from the scene of the crime. But that's what we got. That's our list. And that's our show. You can get this show whenever you want at dannypicard.com. Also on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podcast One, Stitcher, TuneIn, literally anywhere podcasts are available. I probably forgot something, but you know how to get it if you really want to. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash dannypicard, to check out the latest episode that I released over the weekend of my new video game series, Pick Up Your Sticks, as we play WWF. WrestleFest, and uh, I don't know, anything else? Pete, anything going on at the gym this week? Anything exciting that the people no, should know about? No, show up. Show just up. Show up. Get out of bed and show up. CrossFit617.com. That's CrossFit617.com. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the Major League Baseball trade deadline. I will react to all those moves on Thursday. I'm out. Talk to you then. 